Welcome to the Healing Business Podcast. I'm your host, Holly Boulay, aka The Abundant Healer. I'm here to support the healers of the world, the coaches, the authors, the spiritual entrepreneurs, the spiritual teachers and mentors. I'm here to help you elevate your message, reach more people and receive abundantly in return. In this podcast, you can expect to receive wisdom, resources, meditations, and interviews that will help you gain inspiration, creativity, to really elevate the impact you have and how you can step into that receivership and power for the services you offer. I look forward to hearing how you find this episode, so please feel free to reach out, give feedback, and share on social media or with your friends and family. And don't forget to hit subscribe. I look forward to hearing from you on the other side. So hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Healing Business Podcast. Gorgeous to have you with us. And today I have the beautiful Natalie, who's going to be sharing a little bit about her story and her journey into business. So can I hand over to you to introduce yourself and tell everyone a little bit about what you do? Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me, Holly. Uh, I love getting to share these things. So I'm Natalie White, and I am a shadow work coach. Um, I got started just because I really enjoy helping people understand themselves better. I have always had a knack for understanding people and what's happening beneath the surface, um, why people do what they do, think what they think, all of that stuff. And um, it is something that I really have always just enjoyed helping people with. And I got started focusing on tarot because I love tarot as well. And it was something that sort of evolved from that because people, when seeking tarot readings, tended to look for future predictions, like what is going to happen. And my work is not really about that. It's about, well, how can you create the future you desire? You know, it's more focused on now and what you want and what needs to be done to get there. So I ended up switching my focus to coaching because that was really more the the main thing that I did and tarot was just a tool. So that's, I don't know, um, and shadow work. I, I suppose in certain circles, people know what that means and in others, they don't necessarily. So shadow work is really just about looking into yourself and making conscious that which had been unconscious. We seek to understand and embrace all of ourselves because throughout our lives, we tend to reject this or that, thinking that it's bad for one reason or another. And the truth is we really need to know and embrace all of ourselves in order to be able to embody our true creative power in this life. Beautiful. And in terms of the shadow work, 
do you use one particular so do you use the archetypes or or is it a selection of different tools and modalities that you use to help people uncover the shadows and bring them into the light um so i i don't necessarily use archetypes or anything like that for me it's more um it's more based in emotions and the psychology of all that now i'm not I've, I've studied psychology here and there, but I've never been certified or, or gotten a degree in anything like that. So it's a little more informal in that aspect, just having my general knowledge of how things work and my personal experience of doing it within myself and understanding where I'm coming from and where I've um, broken, uh, been able to break free from the things that were holding me back and where that all comes from, um, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, no, it does make sense. So I would love to know a little bit more about that then. So how have you used the shadow work yourself? What has it given you? What has it liberated you from or given you access to? Well, I suppose a really big example is this. Me being here right now is a direct result of the shadow work that I've done throughout my life. Video calls were something I fled from as if it was the worst thing in the world. Worse than that was just watching and listening to myself afterwards. <laughs> and I did everything I could to avoid any of that. And now I have a couple of podcasts of my own and I've been able to express myself verbally and also listen back to myself and not want to run away screaming from it. <laughs> um, so that, that, and that's a really big thing. I was super painfully shy as a kid and growing up, it was like being seen at all was super difficult. Um, so that's definitely one really big thing in my own life that I was able to work through and break free from. And I can imagine there's lots of people out there that will be resonating with that because, uh, and you know, I, I think back to my business journey and the thought of doing things like Facebook lives and stuff like that, I can remember just filled me with dread. But it, it's amazing what you can move through, right? When you put, you know, when you take yourself out of that box of what you think you're capable of um, and allow yourself to move past those labels. Well, I would love to know, actually, how did you, first of all, get into the tarot world and then that turn into the coaching world? That's that's an interesting kind of, um, I don't want to say detour because I don't think it is a detour, but you know what I mean? That's an interesting bridge to come into the coaching world by a tarot. That's fascinating. I'd love to know more. Yeah, well, so like I said, you know, people tend to associate tarot with predicting the future with wanting to know what's going to happen and all that sort of thing, psychic readings and all of that. And my, my focus always having been my inner world, understanding myself and having an intuitive knowledge of these things of myself, of people. Um, and it happened sort of in tandem with or a little bit after I really dove in deep in myself in my own shadow work, um, I started 
in an unrelated way, like a friend of mine had tarot cards and I was like, oh, cool. I've always been interested in this. And I started reading them and just, I guess, being who I am, how I see things, the way I do things, the way I interact with the world. When I started reading tarot, that was what came through to me in the cards. That was the energy that I was able to tap into. I didn't tap into the future energy that people normally tend to go for. I was simply dialed into the present emotional energies and the tarot ended up helping me to tap more deeply into that sort of unconscious and ignored emotional energy. And so... And, and that's kind of what we do in coaching anyway. We, you know, try to help with that sort of thing. So that to me was a almost a natural transition because through the tarot, my focus was that all along to begin with. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was like a really natural, it, it seemed like that theme was coming through for you, like you say, the whole time. So although you wouldn't necessarily put those modalities together in the same box it just made perfect sense and do mm -hmm. you still like incorporate tarot into your work or is that something you do separately or how does that work so i do incorporate the two um the coaching and the tarot i will use them together not necessarily all the time um there's certain um, like I, I will do shadow work sessions and those can be a little more purely working through speaking, expressing the, the shadow work stuff. But I do have different offerings, I suppose, that will incorporate them. Or if somebody specifically wants tarot, then it's basically tarot with coaching together, you know. Um, so it's it's a tarot. I, I will call it a tarot reading but it really does incorporate these elements together in it. And what I love about that actually is you're giving people possibility as opposed to there's your future is set in stone. You've just got to accept it, <laughs> put up with it. <laughs> you're saying, you know, this is or helping people see these are the current patterns. These are the things that are going on. And actually there's a different path should you want to take it. I think that's that's truly beautiful and that's that's what real healing's about, right? Is allowing people to see the different path that's available to them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, I would say that all prediction that we are able to do that other people can tap into, it's simply just as if you had a bigger view and were able to see where things were leading. And some people can tap into that a little more than others. And that's where then we get the the psychics with their prediction, predictions and the other tarot readers and how people normally think of tarot readings. But in essence, it's still just, that's still just a possible future. It doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that way. It just is the most likely way, judging from the place that it is right now. Like, 
you know, if you look at a car going down the road, you can sort of say, well, it seems like, you know, in a certain amount of time, it's going to be at this other place if it doesn't do something different than what it is most likely to do. So it's sort of the same idea. You know, we have, um, we just have this energy that we can understand the most likely outcome if nothing changes. And that is in the end what all the predictions are. It's just that if we focus a lot on the prediction, it sort of ends up being a, um, what do they call it? It's a self-fulfilling prophecy where you you heard that that's what's going to happen. So then it ends up happening because you heard that that, will, that was what was going to happen. And in the same way, you know, I view manifestation in a similar vein. You know, if you decide that's something you want, you're going to find a way to get it, right? You're going to find a way to get there. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the shadow work side then, but is there particular areas that you tend to find it really helps people with or particular areas of their life or or is it more holistic? What's your real focus with the sessions? Anything that you tend to, I don't know about you, but I tend to find that I have clients and you'll find you get themes, like themes of clients that they all have similar themes all come along at once. So I'd love to know what themes, what themes have you been experiencing with your clients? Um, trying to think, I feel like I get it sort of spread all over everywhere, you know, um, Mm. because it really is like an underlying thing that I deal with in the shadow work. You know, we, so for example, you know, I worked with somebody who, was having difficulty in her marriage. She wasn't sure if she wanted to leave or not. You know, she thought she wanted to, but then there was something holding her back. And so we worked together for her to understand better what was going on. And she eventually came to realize that the problem was the fact that she was holding herself back within the relationship and not communicating her needs and desires. And what she thought she needed to do in order to get her needs fulfilled was leave this relationship as if her husband was the one standing in the way. But it was actually her just needing to express her truths in order to be able to be herself in the relationship, in order to be able to transform it completely. And once we did work through that, it's her her relationship is completely transformed. They are very close now. She's able to communicate and um she no longer wants to leave and she really go she she says no he is my person i can't believe i ever thought of leaving him but it was her inability to allow herself to be herself that was getting in the way um another person i worked with has had been having trouble losing weight she was stuck in habits that didn't allow her to eat in the way that she wanted to, no matter how much uh, willpower she tried to use. She always found herself falling back into the old patterns when she wasn't paying attention. So we worked on her, like the deeper things that caused her to continuously go for these habits. And we came to see how she was actually lonely And that's where all of that was coming from. She didn't have a love in her life. She didn't have very many friends. She was working a lot. So the the food that she was 
not able to keep herself from eating was her way of trying to make up for the connection that she wasn't feeling. So working on that, she was able to change and transform those habits, but not through the willpower, but through working on the underlying stuff and her inner world and everything. And I mean, I won't keep going on with like all these stories, but it's just, it's like, in the end, it tends to be a relationship with ourself that gets in the way of any area in our life and makes us not be able to create it as we desire, but it feels like it's from the outside because we're not seeing how we are creating the difficulties. Yeah. And as you were saying that, I think, you know, those examples will be very familiar to a lot of people. We'll we'll often have those times when, you know, and I certainly experienced this when in my younger years where you leave one relationship, go into another and you're living out exactly the same relationship and you it you know eventually you have to come to the conclusion the problem is me <laughs> you know <laughs> there's a Taylor Swift song about that isn't there <laughs> you know um and and yeah addiction I think most addiction whether it's food or drugs or alcohol or sex there is that connection piece mm-hmm. that most people are suppressing right that actually there are feelings going on that we're either not feeling or never been taught to look at or don't feel safe looking at because we were never allowed to be safe with our emotions or allowed to express our emotions Mm -hmm. so I can imagine the work it's life-changing right what what you're doing and that must that must feel amazing to know that actually what you're doing is completely transforming people's lives because like I say being able to give up an addiction or break a really toxic pattern in relationships that's not just a, a you know that's not something that's going to serve you just for a moment that's going to serve you for your whole lifetime mm, yeah yeah it is it is so fulfilling to be able to help people in these very important areas of their lives to break free from these things and be able to to create different lives but it's and and on a deep level too it's not a surface level of trying to hold something that isn't natural together you know or or feeling like you're always teetering on falling back into something else or whatever but truly transforming the 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 deep part of ourselves that is giving rise to the situations in our lives so it's not it's not difficult um, to maintain these changes. It just becomes a natural way of a, a new natural way for you to be in the world, which then has the consequence of changing your outer life. I love that. So how would someone know if shadow work is going to be supported for them or if it's something that perhaps they should you know get in touch with you about how what would they you know what might they be experiencing right now which would kind of make you go yes get in touch (laughs) oh that's a hard question because from my perspective I would say everybody has something everybody has something in their lives that they're going 
oh, I want this to be different, you know, like, like, I just, no matter what I do, this isn't changing, this isn't going in the direction that I want, this is not happening, and it feels impossible for it to happen. And it feels like it's the outside that's keeping me, you know, this, 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 or that on the outside of myself in the outer world is holding me back. And in the end, it really isn't any of that. It's always us and how we're showing up. And we are just not seeing where we're coming from that is giving rise to that. And it sounds simple saying it this way, but it's difficult because we have put up these blocks in our consciousness and it's coming from the unconscious, which by, you know, definition means we're not able to see it. So (laughs) I would say we all, anybody who is alive would benefit from doing the shadow work because as humans, we just, we do this to ourselves. We have these faulty conclusions that we come to as children that keep us from being um, our full true selves. And that is going to cause difficulties in our lives. So I don't know if that's helpful at all. (laughs) Yeah, no, it is. And I, you know, I completely agree. I'm a big, big believer in shadow work. And, and, and I, I still find it fascinating that, you know, I can live in this body it with this mind and still after years of healing work still discover new things about what's within me do you know what I mean it, like my mind fascinates me like I think wow and but often like you say it's when you come across a problem or or an issue and and when you go through that work and realize oh my God, I've just been blocking myself every step of the way. <laughs> and I suppose in one way, that's that's fabulous, right? Because that means that you've got the power to change it. Like you don't have to wait on anyone else to change it for you. Only you can change it. Mm-hmm. But I suppose the flip side of that is you got to let go of the blaming everyone else, right? And blaming your circumstances and, you know, all the other excuses that we like to chuck in the mix. Um, so how, what advice would you give to people that are um, considering this? But I suppose, I don't know about you, but there's been times in my life where I've been quite happy being on the blame train and thinking, no, actually, I don't want to look at me. I want to blame everyone else and stay in my pity party. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I get that. And it's true. It is. It can be a complicated thing that you don't even want to let go of. And so in that, it's, there's like a lot of things that are happening for for one there there tends to be this this fear i suppose underneath all of that of being bad of being wrong and part of the big thing that comes into play here is we need somebody to be wrong and we don't want to be wrong because ultimately being wrong means that we're bad and nobody wants to be bad because if we're bad we won't be loved and accepted and 
there's there's this whole chain of consequences to that. So it's so much, it feels so much better to stay in that blaming outside of ourselves, because then at least we exonerate ourselves from being wrong and bad and unlovable and all of these things. So there's that to be aware of. But so that definitely is something to keep in mind and look for in yourself of, well, what is the ramifications of being wrong? What does it mean to me to be wrong? What could happen to me if I am wrong, you know, and and how does it feel to me to be wrong and to just look into all of these little aspects. Um, but also, one thing that I've found is really helpful in these situations is to allow yourself to go there, to say everything that is stuck, you know, all of the blame. He did this because of that and that and that. And he's so, you know, like, and and I know people do this, but we don't allow ourselves to like truly go into it and say all of the things. We kind of hold it back. And then it becomes this, this cloudy, vague thing. So if we allow ourselves to, to not judge what we're thinking and feeling and just allow ourselves to feel it all and to go into the fullness of it and express it, Eventually, that also leads to transformation. It's sort of this two-pronged approach that we can use uh, to dealing with that. And there's an energetic release to that, right? You know, when, you know, I spend a lot of time trying to, and I'm sure you do too, but it, it like trying to develop and be the best version of me. But I, what I've learned along the years is I need that time occasionally to have like my pity party rant occasionally just to get that energy out. And then I'm like, no, right now I can be my adult self again. <laughs> Take ownership, be empowered and, you know, stop blaming the world. But there's, you're right. If you don't give yourself permission to do that, you're carrying that all around and it's heavy and it's consuming and it can take you over. Mm. So, um, yeah, no, I love that response. <laughs> Yeah, it it is emotions, our feelings, it's all energy. It's, it's an energy. And when we don't give it expression, it gets condensed and gets stuck within our body. You know, we hold on to that energy, it gets stuck all around us. And then and, and it's the expression of it that allows it to dissipate and to move on, we have to allow that energy to move. Or else it just stays there, like you said, getting heavy. And a lot of the times we allow that mental part of ourselves. That's like, no, I'm an adult. No, I want to be, like you said, this best version of myself. And and that holds back the expression of the, or it holds back the energy movement that comes from when we simply allow these feelings and things to pass through us. And that's how it that's how it stops being heavy. That's how it goes away. Um, there's a difference between expression and wallowing. Mm-hmm. And if we're wallowing, then that means that we haven't gotten in touch with the true emotion. When we get in touch with and express the true emotion, it's incredible to see how it does dissipate. It just dissipates after a while. Um, I, I, in my own life, there was this one time that was actually a really fun, simple, silly example of this. 
I, we had a dog, a big dog at one point, and he, he liked to mess around and, and I was playing with him and I hit my head and it hurt. And my husband was like, well, you shouldn't have been playing with him anyway. And, and my head hurt. And I just got stuck on that. I was like, oh, you know, you didn't validate my feelings. And so I sort of stormed off and went upstairs and allowed myself to just, you know, be like, oh, well, he, that was so rude of him. That was not cool. You know, like he, like I, it hurt. It hurt me. Why isn't he like acknowledging my feelings? And I just went through and like sulked. I allowed myself to sulk on that for a little bit. And in the span of 15, 20 minutes, it went from me complaining about him and how he was being mean and rude or this or that and the other thing. I forget the exact things, but just allowing myself to have my temper tantrum in that moment. And all of a sudden, after I let that out, it suddenly my attention moved and we had just moved into our house. So it was still new and and I was so in love with the house and out of nowhere afterwards it was like oh but you know what it's okay I love my house and then I started paying attention to that just naturally and then the feeling was gone and I was okay and I didn't care that you know that had happened and I was fine you know I didn't get mad at him or anything it wasn't anything that he needed to make up for or anything it was a stupid thing you know it was just an emotion that happens in the moment that I just needed to feel and the more we can do this, the more we simply allow our feelings to just come up and we don't hold on to them and the more mature we're able to be. So. <laughs> Completely. And as you were talking that through, it just made me think about how, you know, children do that naturally. And it's only through our conditioning that they stop. And because yeah. as you were saying about that temper tantrum, like, I remember as a kid always getting told off for tantruming. I wasn't allowed to tantrum. <laughs> the problem is I've always been quite a rebellious spirit, so I would anyway. But, um, but yeah, that just annoyed me more, being told that mm. I wasn't allowed to feel. And so you're completely right. The more you can give yourself permission to feel however you feel, Mm -hmm. do whatever you need to do to move through it within reason (laughs) 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 you know don't want to do anything drastic really um the freer and more mature we end up being Mm -hmm. beautifully said so Mm -hmm. i would also love to know then um it's so it's a question i ask all all of our guests is so how have you found that journey into the business side and putting yourself out there and saying this is me this is what I do this is how I help others and what you know obstacles have you had to overcome along that journey both you know maybe internal maybe external and what have you learned through that through that process because I'll tell you the reason I'm asking is I'm a big believer in like business being a healing journey of its own. I don't know about you, but I thought I'd done a lot of healing work. Then I started a business and realized I still had a lot to do. Um, so yeah, I would love to hear your take on that. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's, it's quite interesting. It, it is a part of my healing journey. 100%. Um, that being seen part, that's like, <laughs> that's my current, um, that is my current shadow work that I am working through currently, learning how 
to do it, how to allow myself to be seen authentically, not worry about the responses that I get, not let that hold me back, sitting with my own discomfort within it, you know, it's certainly um, a whole new, how should I say it, like, if we if we think of our life as going through like, you know, classes or lessons or whatever, this is like a whole new one, you know, that I've come to and that I've started. And I can definitely feel how I this is the beginning of this lesson for me, because um, it, it, I've only been in business for like a couple of years. So it's it's still new and I'm still trying to find myself within all of it. Uh, I got really lost in this is how you're supposed to market. This is how you're supposed to advertise. This is how you're supposed to do it. And, you know, it was, it was a little crazy making for me because it's like, so there's this one thing here. Okay. But then this other person said the exact opposite. They said, no, don't do that. Do this. And then somebody else says, no, don't do that. Do this. And, and everybody's contradicting everybody else. And they're like, yeah, that thing that they said, that's wrong. This is right. And somebody else is going, yeah, that thing that they said, the other thing that they said, and that, that that's all wrong. And ev- it's, driven me a little insane. (laughs) And I've tried so many things and nothing keeps working because, and it's like, you know, I see these things working for all these people. So I'm chasing this and that and the other thing, like, okay, this is going to be the thing. And it doesn't, it it ends up not being the thing, (laughs) you know, and it's taught me that it's not about the one thing that works for everybody. Everybody's right. That's the thing. Everybody's right about that didn't work. This worked. That didn't work. This worked. That nope, nope. You know, all the no's are right. And all the yeses are right. It's just for these people and the people that are like them that it worked for them. So I have been in search of my way that works for me. And it's a very personal thing for us. Um, I, I am still in the middle of that journey. Let's, let's put it that way. Um, and just figuring out how to stop listening to all of the noise because everybody has a lot to say and a lot of it is valuable for somebody. A lot of it is valuable for somebody else. Not all of it is valuable for me. And it definitely took me into some deep anxiety and confusion where I ended up various times throwing my hands up and like burying my head in the sand, like, nope, I can't handle that right now, you know, and, and learning how these things work for me, how I can best leverage that which is my strength and stop trying to change who I am in order to fit into this way or that way or like you know do the thing that the other that 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 um big name coach over there said was the right thing to do you know and and realize that okay well that doesn't fit who I am so that's not right for me so it's been a journey so far and one that I'm still in the middle of figuring out how to be authentically me in a way that works in this space completely yeah completely agree and it's it's one of the things that I talk to my clients around is you can use the best strategy in the world that created someone billions of pounds but if it's not aligned to you 
it won't do anything for you, you know, other than drain your soul and make <laughs> you very miserable and take all the joy out of your business. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, I've experienced that myself. I've, you know, I do, I've worked with a number of different coaches and mentors, but along that journey, some of the things that I learned was as much about who I who I didn't want to be, what mm. what approach I didn't want to take. You know, like I know the very heavy ma- masculine approach to business around you must use these phrases and your sales page must look like this and it must have these sections and you know your picture should be on this. At, by the time I've read that, I've like lost the will to live and like lost any passion I have for business. I'm like, no, I'm done. I'm not doing it. Um, whereas I know the coaches that actually, like you say, empower me to be more of me and to find the things that are going to resonate with me. It's, it's where the magic happens. That's where my results come from completely. And, mm-hmm. um, the times I try and veer away from that doesn't work. Doesn't matter how magical apparently this strategy is that someone tells me about. Um, but it's a shame, right? Because, because of the marketing strategies that are being used, it is, there is this one right way and that you've got to do it. And it's like, no. The possibilities are endless. It's your business. You get to make it whatever you like in a way that works for you, in a time scale that works for you, with the money, resources, and energy you have available. So, yeah, huge point that you bring out. Thank you so much, lovely. That's, I'm sure, will resonate with lots of people. Yes, it is definitely something I'm currently in the middle of figuring out for myself. You know, I, I've come to a point of saturation where I just like, I can't anymore. It's like, oh my God, I can't even hear these things. Like, leave me alone. And, and it's, and they're in, again, is a good example of like, it's not their fault. It's all me. Like I, my brain is feeling saturated. I'm feeling triggered by these, these, things the way that people are presenting things because it makes me feel wrong again we come back to that it makes me feel wrong for doing what I'm doing or for not doing what I should quote unquote be doing and that is something I'm still in the middle of working through and letting go of in this space I've let go of it in other areas of my life but when it comes to making money being a professional having my own business you know this particular area of my life I am still figuring out what that means and how how to let go of it how to stop getting hooked into these things yeah easier said than done oh yeah (laughs) yeah I know for me personally, it's, it's having people around me that are going to support me to stay on track. Do you know what I mean? When I say support me to stay on track, I don't mean like follow a strategy, but I mean support me to stay aligned to me. Mm. Because, you know, I'm lucky enough, you know, I've met lots of people on my business journey and lots of a, a fabulous network of people. And they would call me out and say, what are you doing? That's not you you know and you can't buy that right that's priceless (laughs) just having that community 
that can be radically honest with you that um, we all need to hear sometimes. Mm, yeah. Okay, so if people want to find out more about you, what you do, how do they get in touch? Well, I have a website. Um, oh, yes, I suppose I probably should have said this like way at the beginning was when I was introducing myself. I my my business is called Saturnish. And so that is my website name, saturnish.com. You can find out more about me there. And I'm on Facebook and Instagram as well with the handle of Saturnish Guidance. Um, and just to interject a little bit real quick to explain, it, uh, Saturnish, because I'm also into astrology and Saturn is our teacher in life. So I resonate deeply with that. But I like to bring humor and lightness to things. So it's Saturn, but ish. So it's Saturn. <laughs> Brilliant. Mm. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. I'm sure everyone has thoroughly enjoyed learning more about shadow work. And those that are feeling called will get in touch. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. and. Look forward to seeing you next week for another episode. Take care. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I so hope you got value and inspiration to take forward into your business. If there's anything you want to share with me, I would love to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out. And if you want to support me, if you could leave a review, subscribe, share with your friends, that would be fabulous. In the meantime, you can find out more about me and what I do at my website. Link is in the show notes. Otherwise, I will see you soon. Take care.